is uh, being broadcast on the internet. So, yeah, um, I agree though. I think it does seem like people have gotten somehow the in their heads the permission to be ruder, to be yes. angrier. <laughs> to say whatever he gets yelled at like crazy I've, I've told this story three times and i really like it i stopped i rode my motorcycle to target and my anniversary present this year from kim was um speakers for my motorcycle so i pull in my beard looks like a mess i've got like a cut off sleeve heavy metal t-shirt on i'm broadcasting and a woman stops to yell at me because i didn't have a mask on like on the bike and i was like oh wow. Man, this is America. I, I, I'm actually normally pretty calm, but I, I look like I might be crazy. What makes you think? <laughs> what makes you think you could just yell at me in public like I'm one of your kids? Yeah, and that's all I've seen is people yelling back and forth with each other for both for wearing masks and people yelling at other people because they don't think they should have masks on. Yeah, the, the mask thing is so crazy to me. Like the political things that you attribute to people whether they have one or not or the anger or the uh neither side giving grace um i like actually we uh we rode through um uh erie road last night the police station and mm -hmm. on one side of the road actually this is who I, I thought it was everyone on one side of the road was a black lives matter uh gathering and so I was like, oh, this is awesome. But then I didn't realize until I looked in the other side of the road where the police station was, where the police lives matters. And I guess they were yelling back and yeah. forth. And I'm like, what? Everyone is choosing sides and angry right now. And like, I, I just can't, I couldn't believe that, like, right here, I was like, oh man. And they're holding up, like, why police lives matter? Like, why we have to, why, why fight? Why? why would we fight a black lives matter thing? Like when we know, I don't know. It's, it's last night I thought of, it, I was like, man, everyone's so angry right now. And, um, and some people have a right to be, and some people are just, who knows, man, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. The world is insane. <laughs> and insane. I don't it. Yeah, we've actually been talking about it recently. And I think the, the freedom, of Americans that everybody possesses has become more of a crutch, um, especially right now in the time that we're at. Um, I think it's just it, it, the fear that everybody has instilled in them. Mm -hmm. And then of course this freedom of, I do what I want with my body, you know, with my air, don't mess with it. I think it's become a crutch for everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Huh. yeah. But before we get like, I don't think, I think a lot of folks who are listening know you guys. Oh yeah, we should introduce you all because yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys—it was you guys and one other couple that started coming to Legend like about a month before the world blew up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so nobody got to know you guys. So this is uh, this is Brian and Marcella, who joined our church January or was it just like December? Uh, December. I, yeah, they don't know if they're all the way in yet, so <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not making any assumptions there. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah so usually. It's pretty free flowing, and we'll probably have a couple questions. But other than that, yeah, uh, I do want to get back to what you were just saying, though. I, I, um, I was uh, there's a guy that goes to our church uh, named Roy, and he teaches a class, or was teaching a class at a church here um, about uh, uh, race, and uh, it was really good because it was primarily a white church that he got to go and kind of let them ask really good questions and talk to them about it. And he was telling me um, that with uh, freedoms, like uh, people, and it, when they, when a lot of like, especially white people 
hear something like Black Lives Matter or uh, even paying women equal wages that we, without even knowing it, just go to, well, if someone else is getting something, then I must be losing something. So if yeah. I, I, I'm losing, then if, if uh, other people are getting more rights or if other people are getting more money, then I must be losing. I, that, that thought alone, I've, I've barely been stuck with lately as far as like, man, what? And, and where does that reflect in my life? Do I see that? Do I feel, I mean, I don't, I would say that I never feel that, but then I know that I'm like, man, I, there's probably places that I do and I don't realize it. And uh, that's, but I, I think it's people's inability to self-reflect or to say, oh, I could be wrong. I could, you know, maybe I didn't have everything right or something. Anyways, we don't have to talk about that the whole time. I just, <laughs> no, I, I thought that was really interesting. So, um, so Brian, you said you're going into the city. What, what do you do? Uh, right now, I work for uh, Haverty's. Um, oh, okay. I deliver furniture. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's actually a pretty good job. I mean, it keeps me active, lifting sure. very, very heavy <laughs> furniture. Um, but like I was saying earlier, I get to go out in the world and see the differences between people and how they're acting. Mm -hmm. I mean, and there's those who are in between who are just taking it in stride, and then there's those who I think are using it uh, to their advantage in – basically becoming rude or irate for no reason, just mm. because that's what they want to be. Wow. Um, what is your guys's church background? I don't know if I know the answer to this. Uh, I, uh, so I grew up in a non-denominational church with my grandparents. My actual, my parents never went to church. Um, but then when my, my parents got divorced, my dad became, very, very religious. I think everything he had suppressed during my childhood just kind of came out. <laughs> wow. Um, and so they go to a, a, a pretty good church, I would say, um, back in Albuquerque. And so I've attended off and on, um, more so off than on. <laughs> and then when we moved up here, we didn't do anything until, uh, was it Christmas Eve, where we found Legend. <laughs> Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a good thing. So far, it's a good thing because um, we, we find ourselves wanting to go more. Yeah. Okay. I grew up mainly Baptist, but I grew up with my grandmother who told me I needed to go out and experience all churches. Wow, uh, that's, don't, that's rare from a Baptist. Don't hold one church to something because I may learn more from another church. Um, wow, kind of, I, I cannot, I, I can't imagine a Baptist saying that. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Our uh, our first episode was Stephanie, who leads a lot of our music on Sunday mornings, and like she'd had a really bad a really bad experience at a local church and she just trashed on them for like 45, did, 45 minutes. Did you believe anything wow. else? No, I didn't. Oh. I was going to edit it, but I didn't. Um, I'll take a call. I may go back and re-download that edit. Uh, so I'm curious, what made you, uh, I'm always curious when people don't uh, go and then come back, like, did you feel like, oh man, there's God stuff I want to do or be a part of, or... There's something very specific that you were like, oh man, I'm going to go back for this. Or when you guys have a daughter too. Um, yeah. So I didn't know if uh, maybe it was her either. Um, no, it's, we got here and we came for promises of really great job and everything. And then 
pretty mm. soon afterwards, everything came kind of crashed down, but we were already here. Um, and we just, well, I just kind of felt like I needed, I needed something. I needed something to hold on to. I needed a community. We didn't have, at that point, we didn't have any friends. It was just the three of us in our apartment. Mm. Um, and so I just felt like I needed something. And in tears one night, I came to him and I said, I, I got to find something. Um, and so that's when we started looking. And I, I think I did a Google search yeah. for churches in the area with, with a, a Christmas Eve service. Oh. And so we looked at, I don't even remember, we looked at a couple and like three of them. Yeah, and just the website and the bios on you guys and like <laughs> that you're in Slytherin house and that just kind of like pulled me because <laughs> right, yes. I'm all about Harry Potter and it's somebody I can connect with on mm. any level and especially in a church setting because growing up, it was my grandparents' church. I was the youngest one in the church and uh. You know, so if there was anything I could connect to, I think that's really what pulled us in is that the personality of just the website seemed wow. cool, laid back, welcoming, and so that's when we decided to show up. <laughs> we've always had a we've always had a theory that said you should you should just know who we are right away. <laughs> like there's no point in us pretending we're anything but what we are. Like our first website. Um, the first year we were at church, I gave up alcohol for Lent, which is a pretty big deal for me because I don't give up alcohol very often. And um, but my my son, my first son was a year old, a year and a half old. He was young, and so I took a picture of him holding Guinness bottles while I was drinking soda, and I was like making the joke that he was drinking the beer I wasn't. And like our first website, Justin put that picture of me. That was my picture on the website, and I was like, I was like, man, I don't know that that's appropriate. He goes, well, they might as well figure it out now. <laughs> it's, it's so, it's, yeah, it's sort of been a motto from the beginning. They're like. You're going to be disappointed at some point. You might as well be disappointed early. <laughs> get, just go ahead and get it out of the way. Um, I want to come back to Harry Potter because I like Harry Potter a lot. I ask questions. But Brian, did you, uh, if you don't mind me saying, like, because I knew you grew up in some foster homes, right? Yeah. And then did, was a religion ever abused in those homes? Yes, quite a bit. Um, I actually lived in uh, a Baptist home um, for children, and it was based on the point system. Uh, which was, yes, <laughs> uh, they, they did a lot of abusing of the scriptures, but at the same time, the worst thing they would do was the, the point system, which I'm, I'm heavily against, because if you wake up that morning and you don't say good morning, you've already lost points for the day and you can't go outside. What? Uh, yeah, if you don't bring home homework, I mean, you've lost points for that day, so you can't do other things. I mean, it's... it's so you start with the amount of points and yeah. then... If you drop below a certain place, then you can't do things? Yeah. That is, how many points do you get every day? Uh, you start off with 1,000 points. Uh, for the day, does it reset every day? It resets every day. Wow, how much do you lose for not saying uh, good morning? For not saying good morning is 250 points. <laughs> yeah. What? A third of the points almost, That's, exactly. That's a fourth of the points. All right, what if you, oh, okay. fourth, sorry. <laughs> What if you said uh, a curse word? How many points? And you, well, it's not the, the curse word itself. If if I let's say I got up that morning and I said, "Oh shit," um, well, I guess you I can. think you're fine. On this <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> if you listen to so, the intro music. You'll, you'll yeah. There's, get it. there's already been an uh, MF or oh drop. Gosh. 
Holy crap, <laughs> that cat just scared the crap out of me. I thought someone was attacking me, man. My cat is not. Oh, jeez. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, by the time they got to hear you, there was already been an mf -er dropped. Yeah. Just in the channel. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, well, well with this home, if there was any type of bad language, foul language, um, fighting, things like that, you automatically lose 750 points. Wow. Um, you're confined to your room for the day. Uh, and you run the risk of on the weekend spending that time in your room also. Now, when you were so little, so it's just like Harry Potter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How yeah. old? How old is this for you? Um, I think I was around eight years old when I was there. Yeah. Um, and so did you, do you remember like you were just like, man, nah, this is just how the world is? Or were you like, this is stupid? No, I was extremely defiant. I mean, <laughs> my wife would probably say I still am, but <laughs> it got to a point where I think I was there for maybe six months. Um, and it's in Waxahachie, Texas is where it is. Um, I went out there, we went to a Renaissance fair and I got in trouble for going off and saying hi to somebody and I was fed up with it. So I walked from Waxahachie, Texas to Dallas, Texas to where my, um, where my uh, parents home were and basically called my, um, what do they call my <laughs> the brain went dead. I called the guy that was above my case, my social worker oh, okay. and told him that I, I walked away and I need somebody to come pick me up. And he asked me where I was and I told him in Dallas and basically that was like a five hour walk. So, <laughs> Wow, yeah. that's defiant, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I don't know. If I was going to lose the points, I was going to lose the points. Oh, well. Was that the worst home you were in? No. Was there was no, the, the worst home I was in was actually uh, in Fort Worth. And I was there for about a year and wasn't allowed to call out. Uh, we were all homeschooled. I never left my room. Uh, if we did eat, it was one of those things where it was little something in the morning time and then you go right back to your room. Wow. Um, yeah. If the parents felt like it, they would come and bring us lunch. But for the most part, I spent an entire year in my room. Why would they even have foster kids? The money? Government for, money? For the money. Yeah. For the money. Um, because I was such a low level, I really didn't keep, I didn't bring a whole lot of money to them. Mm -hmm. They took level five kids, level three and five kids. And oh, no, the way the levels what, works. That, yeah. What's that? The, the way the levels works is behavior issues. Um, I was a level one because I fit into any situation, basically. Um, I was easy to get along with, things like that. I didn't have any mental issues that they needed to, to put out there, although they tried because they will get you to go to therapy and get the therapist to say you have some type of issue that needs medication, which means the foster homes will get more money for you. Right, we, no, lost we lost sound. Sorry. Oh, there you are. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> okay. So if you were easier, you were like worth less money? Yeah. Man, that is, that's wild. Um, I didn't know that. Is that still a thing today? Yes. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, do you, so then you were in the system the entire time till you were 18? Uh, no. Um, I actually got out when I was about 15. Um, went back to stay with my grandmother at that point, stayed with her for a while. She got a little bit ill. Um, so I kind of got, I guess she would say emancipated. So I was out on my own okay. so that I could actually take care of her. Um, and it's kind of, she kind of went downhill from there. I mean, that was probably the roughest time of my life. I'm, mm -hmm. I was so close to my grandmother. Um, 
Well, here's a question. How does that uh, affect your view of God? From him. Mm. You didn't, you didn't know we were going so heavy today? <laughs> no, it's not that. I don't mind talking about that. It honestly didn't affect it because during that particular time, uh, I wasn't really close to God. Mm-hmm. You know, I was young, so I really didn't have a, a view of what God meant to me. Uh, so it really didn't affect it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had this outlook on the world in a positive way that I can kind of figure out and do the best thing I can. Bad things are going to happen no matter what. I can't stop those. All I can do is kind of fight my way through them. Wow. That's a, man, that's a great perspective that I don't think a lot of people have. Going through that particular situation, a lot of times it will drain the life out of you, but yeah, I had ways of dealing with it. Uh, and then how did you guys meet? Uh, we met online. We met actually. online. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, what what's both? the what online thing? Uh, okay, Cupid. Okay, Cupid. That's one you have yeah. to swipe. No. Okay, no no swiping involved. No swiping involved. How do they match you up then? <laughs> well, honestly, it, it started off like this. I was coming home from work one day, actually getting ready to delete the app because I got tired of meeting crazies. Um, <laughs> All right. I got on to delete the app and I saw her message and I figured I, what the heck, I'll give it another shot. And that's kind of what I told her as I got on here to delete it, but I saw your message. So we started talking and I think we talked for, we talked all night. Yeah. All night long. Oh, wow. The first night, the second night, I, well, I got her phone number that night because I told her I was just going to go ahead and delete it. And for two or three days, we just kind of text back and forth obsessively. We met, and honestly, from the time we met till now, we had never left each other's side. Other than wow. when he was traveling for work, we're yeah. always together. Oh, wow. Um, now, what made you message him? Like, you just, did it, you saw his profile, and you're like, yeah. He was cute. He's cute. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it had something to do with his profile. I, I honest to goodness, don't remember what his profile said. Mm. I'm always I knew curious. that he was a dad. Yeah. Which, having a kid, I, that was important to me, so. Mm. Um, I'm always curious about uh, online dating because I it just it was nothing. There wasn't an option when I was uh, young, and I got married really young too. So I'm always interested in like, oh, what picture did you use? Like, uh, what words? Do you, like, with some of my single friends now, I like to see like, okay, what picture are you using? What what words do you use to describe yourself? And it's fun. That's really cool. And then so you guys just fell in love, and the rest is history. Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, when uh, are you going to start cooking again, Brian? Because you cook, right? Yeah, I, I haven't stopped cooking. But uh, um, well, I, I meant really when are you going to cook it. for me? I like <laughs> oh, to hey. eat food a lot. In, anytime. Anytime you're ready, I'm, I can cook. What kind of things do you cook that's your favorite? I think I've asked you this before, well, but I don't remember. My favorite, I love the barbecue. And mm-hmm. you just got a new fancy barbecue grill that yes. he's been, oh, nice. he's been putting through the ringer. We used to... Um, we didn't this year because of COVID, but we started last year. We'd do like a, a barbecue court of smoke out on Father's Day weekend at Bramble Park in Madisonville. Um, awesome. And like a but like, so I've got a smoker, but I'm a real hobbyist at it, right? Just goof around. My brother does it professionally. And then one of the owners of Artsville does it professionally. And so I'll do like 
you know, 15 pounds of pulled pork or whatever, feel really proud. And Steve Garrison will pull up with like a trailer that does like seven to 800 pounds of brisket at a time. I was like, come on. Good gracious. Um, we'll have to make sure like you get roped in on that. Cause it, last year was really like, we had like yeah. 10 different smokers and 10 different folks brought their favorite dishes. And it was just, just giant picnic and all the kids played outside. And it was a lot of fun. We've been, awesome. I make my own sauces. So I'd Dude. love to be there to bring all those. Yeah, we did sauce really once. We did sauce once and then haven't gone back to it because my kids got tired of me telling them to go get more whiskey out of the whiskey jars. <laughs> so I've never had here anyone do what I would consider real Carolina barbecue. Because uh, okay. I'm from uh, Virginia Beach in Carolina, and there's just everywhere there. And when I have it here, they mainly just mean the sauce is a Carolina sauce, but there was like yeah. so much more to it. So do you do Carolina barbecue? I not necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> You're Texas. It's going to be different, I'm, a, right? I'm strictly a Texas guy. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that. I think there's a podcast that tra or a book maybe that traces the history of barbecue from uh, Kentucky all the way, wherever it started to wherever, it, you know, I think they go all the way to Texas and the California and everywhere, like oh, tasting awesome. different barbecues. Um, and, and barbecue everywhere is different. I mean, yeah. sauces are different, whereas it comes with vinegar-based, mayo-based, car. I can talk about that for hours. But, um, yeah, it, all the sauces are different. It's based on how you want want it to taste and what your taste buds are like. Mm. I did my first um, for, for I think it was Father's Day this year. I did my first brisket. Like mm -hmm. I'd always been told, the brisket's where you find out whether you can do this or not because it's a lot harder to do than than pulled pork. Yeah. Right, the, the pork's going to be good no matter what you do to it. Um, and so we started drinking it like four o'clock on a Friday afternoon. I put the brisket in at 10 p.m. and then it was ready about 12:30 the next day. Um, yeah. But I'm using a gas smoker, so I'm cheating, right? Like there's no there's no temperature <laughs> variations. It stays constant. It's pretty easy to do. I'm gonna do brisket for our family vacation this week, and I'm gonna do cheese. Cheese has been my new one to be oh. able to smoke cheeses because um, yeah. it's real it's real finicky to mm -hmm. get it to work right. Um, but it's been fun. Yeah, yeah we'll do barbecue all day, man. Mm -hmm. We've been thinking about doing before before we can't anymore like one outside church service at bramble park and then anyone who wants to or feels comfortable can stay and uh make food and eat it no. uh, that'd be fun i'd love to go yeah <laughs> no i i like i'm not i like to eat a lot so i like to eat everyone's food he does this biscuits and gravy that the gravy is it's actually my favorite gravy it's like uh it's not it's different uh i just use the same i use the same rub i used on the pork that day whatever pork shoulder i'm making the same mm -hmm. rub goes in the gray as a gravy spice. But it's also got like a more natural, it's not like as white. It doesn't look like McDonald's. It looks, gotcha. it looks different. Just the color. Of the spice. <laughs> I like it. I, it, it just, I mean, McDonald's is all right. This is the gravy too. So I eat anything. <laughs> the idea though. My theory is if you do anything on my smoker for 12 hours at like 225 degrees, it's going to be good. Like put yeah. a pound of put a pound of bologna on there. It's gonna be. I like bologna anyway. Put a pound of bologna, bologna on there. Mine. I'm out on bologna. I love bologna. Yeah. I love bologna. Did you ever do the bologna salads or whatever it is you did? No, nobody did that. Uh, my my family my family ate. You probably had like you've seen ham salad or like sandwich spread kind oh. of stuff. Oh. Like in my my yeah. working class city, my grandfather grew up in. They couldn't afford ham, so they used like essentially bologna or whatever, like the cheapest cuts of meat in their butcher shop was to make like a sandwich spread. Um, yeah. It's just like tuna salad or chicken salad, That's but gross. with just the lowest quality of meat. I really like it. 
Anything that has the word salad that actually isn't salad is disgusting. Potato <laughs> salad, tuna salad, ham salad. Taco salad. Uh, taco salad is a good exception. Uh, macaroni, good. macaroni salad. No, macaroni salad is gross because it usually means salad is just another word for I put mayonnaise in this. That's, that's what it means. I can make this chicken salad that I guarantee you would love. Yeah. All right. Well, man, you'll have to really, really. Uh, I would only do it because I would want you to like me. Is why. I <laughs> no, I mean, tell me the truth if you like it or not. But I guarantee you'd like it. All right. That's yeah, a yeah. that's a bold statement. So we'll have, to yeah, see. Hey, we'll have to see. I'm all about bold statements. The uh, the angriest I've ever seen Justin in my entire. We've been friends for a long time. When we were first starting Legend, me and him and another guy from our church met at a bar to do some very early brainstorming about what a church plant would look like. And Justin ordered a, uh, like an Irish coffee, so coffee and whiskey, and they put whipped cream on it. And he sat down, I was like, ah, they put whipped cream on it, I don't like it. And I was like, what? And our friend reached across the table and flicked the whipped cream all over oh, Justin. Oh, <laughs> I hate whipped cream. I thought, I thought the church oh, plant was goodness. over because Justin has such a visceral reaction uh, to like so whipped cream, sour cream, mayonnaise, like a <laughs> physical <laughs> violent. I thought he was going to hit him right in the face. Yeah. Ouch. It's white sauces for some reason. Although my wife, who's a cook, she was like, uh, if you're not eating these things, then we can't be together. So I, <laughs> yeah. she's got oh. me to do hollandaise sauce. She's got me to do Alfredo sauce, which I didn't do before. She's gotten me. I still don't do cheesecake or or salad dressings. Oh, or you don't do cheesecake? Uh-uh. I don't know why. Oh. Um, she'll cook stuff every now and then. Like, well, there was mayonnaise in that. Well, I'm like, well, if I can't see it or taste it, then. I'm, <laughs> now, I'm so excited for uh, I'm so excited for some psychologist to get to the deep seated like the deep seated reason why Justin has this reaction. To oh, I think I know. I, this is what I've come up with. When I was little, um, I would my dad. There was a time where my dad was home when I came home from school. I don't know why, but he would make these things called banana sandwiches, and it was mayonnaise with bananas. And he would also do this thing where he would squeeze them as tight as he can, and it would like squeeze out, ooze out the sides. And that's what I would eat because that's what he would make. And I now like am so mortified and disgusting by how nasty those are. And I didn't like them then, but I think I had to eat them. And so I'm, I'm going with that. That's what I, I, I think of those nasty <laughs> banana sandwiches, uh, which you'll still eat today. Yeah. Mayonnaise and bananas on a bread. Man, I, li I like I, mayonnaise a lot, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't eat that. <laughs> I'd much rather go hungry. How long have you guys been in Cincinnati? Uh, a little over a year. Yeah, we got okay. there last March. Have you found a restaurant that you think, man, this is my favorite place to eat? 1883. Yes, Kitchen 1883. 1883. Where's this? I, I actually saw a second one. It's in downtown. In downtown, but the one that we go to is... Uh, Beachmont and uh, Fog yeah, Mall. there you okay. go. Oh, that's really close to my house. And they, they our favorite thing was their bourbon barbecue ribs. Oh, and they took them off the menu. Oh. Ah. But we would go and he would order two two meals of these ribs. They were that good. They were delicious. Okay, I need to but go there. You their other stuff is pretty good too. Brian, you were like working professionally as a chef when you mm -hmm. first started coming to church, right? So you're not doing that now as a response to COVID? Nope. Uh, no, I, it's been a while since I've done that. Actually. Okay. Uh, I, I, before we moved up here, I worked for a food truck at okay. a movie set. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's what I did. And I just, I did it for so long. I think I just got burnout of 17 hour days. Okay. Uh, You'd be there at one o'clock in the morning, get off yeah. at five o'clock in the afternoon, and you do that so six I, days a week. I mean, 
Yeah. I've never met a chef who has a healthy family life. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's very hard. It's a hard world, man. Yeah. Because, well, and the way his brother will talk about it, he's like, man, we are on when the rest of the world's off on weekends, on dinner times, vacations. That's when we have to be on. And everyone, so he's like, we hang out. So we only hang out at one in the morning and everyone drinks too much and does a lot of drugs. <laughs> so he's like, uh, <laughs> and then I read Anthony Bourdain's book and, I, and he says the same thing where I was like, oh man, this is a hard world to, uh, and then that's when I asked him, I was like, have you ever met a chef who has a healthy marriage and is a good father or mother? And they're like, no. <laughs> uh, it's so. extremely hard. Yeah, yeah, I bet, man. Um, is that the job that brought you here that was promising good things that didn't ha- pan out? No, I actually moved up here to work in solar. Uh, I worked what? for the solar industry for oh. about two years before coming up here. Mm-hmm. There was a company up here called RBI that uh, brought me up to work at their main office. Um, great company to start off with. It just, when they switched management, that's when everything went down here. Mm. Yeah, that sucks, man. Um, but you are happy doing what you do now? Yeah, yeah. It's all right. I, I like the people I work with. I'm out and about. Um, I'd love to get back into food, you know, have, have no, my own uh, food truck one day or something like that. But I know that takes time and money. So we used to have a food truck. We used to have one uh, when we first started Legend. We went around asking all these churches if we could have some of their old crap laying around. And <laughs> one person had an old, one church had an old food truck, basically. And they gave it to us and we used it. It was like a death trap. It was the worst. It was like squirrels <laughs> living in the Indians. It was like, re- and that's what we used to haul of our stuff around. And then we actually got a trailer for free. So then we sold, we traded the, food truck for a free paint job on the trailer because it said some other person's church name on it mm-hmm. and uh but sometimes that was before that was 12 years ago or so that was before food trucks were as cool as they are now and now i'm like man i wish we still had that no nope. because it would be cool you could use it too. we would not still have that i would sell it to justin yeah. i would sell it to somebody else <laughs> <laughs> the church would not have he that had thing. it parked in this is yard forever parked i hit my neighbor's house with that damn truck like no oh, that truck that truck doesn't stay here anymore. Every week I thought someone was going to die. Like, uh, <laughs> there was like a ramp to get out the back and the ramp was like super heavy and it would like slam down. I was like, a kid's going to die. Man, think know? about like how, <laughs> think about how haphazard and like poorly organized we look now, like to y'all as new folks, it's way better than it used to be. <laughs> well, I look pretty well organized. Man. <laughs> um, That's from COVID. Marcel, what do you do? <laughs> I'm a bookkeeper. Ooh, where? Uh, it's for a company in Albuquerque, actually. So the same company I was working for in, in Albuquerque, when I moved up here, they nice. made it so that I could work remotely. So I work from home. Do you like doing all the numbers and all that kind of stuff? No. No? <laughs> I, I have a degree in theater. And numbers really? is so far away from anything I ever thought I'd be doing. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And it just kind of fell into place. The, the uh, job I had before this, was actually a solar company, solar and automotive uh, parts company. And the CPA that worked for that company hired me to, um, to Atkinson when I left. And it's just, it's, it's amazing. I could not ask for a better company. I couldn't ask for a better boss. I'm happier at this job than I've ever been. 
and doing numbers, it's just kind of surprises me every day because I've never been a math person ever. Ooh, that's <laughs> it uses uh, a complete opposite side of my brain than I've ever used. Do you, um, your theater, was it in acting or was it in a different part of what it was it? No, in stage management and costume design. Oh, I'm so excited yeah. about this. Um, uh, <laughs> what can, did you get to do costumes a yeah, lot? I, I did a, costumes for a couple shows at school and then I stage managed for a community theater in Albuquerque. I was always there from the time I was 15 through till when I had my daughter, I was always stage managing. And then I did my thesis in school at, uh, for stage management. And so I did all of the shows that year. You know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to tell Monty this and he's going to hound you about the way our stage looks. <laughs> yeah, well, he we, always wants well, to. Because we've never had somebody who had either some passion or some knowledge about how to do stagecraft. Like we've got that big stage that's just a giant black hole. Yep. <laughs> which is better than what we used to have, but like it, it's underused space. So we just today just finished up how we're going to order, like we're going to order like video equipment and stuff. Cause we think even if we got back together, meeting together on in person next week, we still have to do the zoom call church. Yeah. Um, we just think the world's changing so much, but um, having somebody who could help Monty think about lighting and stage design, all those kind of things. And he is, he is merciless. <laughs> he will hound you down. Um, the, uh, yeah, I like making props. So um, I actually got a job offer last year to do that for a theater in Cincinnati, but it does not pay a lot of money. So they wanted um, more hours than my other part-time job and I was making a lot less money doing it. So, yeah. but I, I really wanted to, cause I like to make, um, I like to make things and I did like this big 25 foot dragon. I did all these other things and I, was like, oh, I can do this and I like to build and, but yeah, it was, they paid, it was like, I think they wanted 40 hours a week. It was supposed to be part time, but it paid like 19,000 a year. And I was like, yeah, right. crazy, man. <laughs> you have to really love the theater, I guess. So yes. um, yep. anyways, uh, what uh what's your favorite like the theatrical production then lion king hands oh, down yeah. we've oh, seen it well i've seen it i think five or six times and <laughs> i will continue to see it until i die it is it is it's phenomenal i've never seen it perform kim's parents oh. have my wife's parents have broadway like whatever the it's not Broadway, the musical season tickets in cincinnati mm -hmm. and so they go to they go to musical theater a lot um, and her, her mom would say that brought the Lion King's the best thing she's ever seen. Yeah. It brings tears to my eyes. I know what's happening. I know how everything works, but every single time I just, I cry through the whole thing. It's amazing. It's I, guess, I should see it. I guess I, cause I like theater. I love the Lion King, but I don't, I guess I always thought that it would be hard to do on stage, but. Well, they, the director, Julie Tamor, she, who originally did it and did the costume design, she uses South African puppetry. And so you have, you have the human on stage, but it's so much not about them because uh -huh. they have like um, Scar and Mufasa, they have this big, huge headpiece and it comes down. And so everything, they, they have controls in their palms. And so the actor is completely engulfed in this phenomenal puppetry. Um, and okay. even like Zazu, he's a puppet on a guy in a blue suit but you never pay attention to the man in the blue suit. It's yeah. all about the puppet. So I wonder it's, if, it's phenomenal. 
I wonder if Disney will put that on since Hamilton seemed to get a lot of success for them. They'll put that on there. Uh, did you like Hamilton? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We we actually rewatched it last night, but we know the music they uh, sing to all it. the time. <laughs> yeah. My ten year old yeah. sings to it a lot, which I'm always amazed by. Like, cause he's like. He's only into Weird Al. Like, the only music he listens to is Weird Al. Oh, I'm Weird all Al. down with Weird Al, but there's more music out there. Um, but, like, we catch him singing Hamilton. And we're not – we've never been a family that's, like, listening to the soundtrack on repeat. Although I think my wife would. She, uh, she was told to, watch, to listen to it before she watched the play so she would know the dialogue. And mm-hmm. I walked out on our front porch one morning, and she's just sobbing. I was like, what the hell's wrong? <laughs> it's sort of one of the tragedies of the show that happened. And, man, she was all in on that. And – yeah. So she really liked it. I yeah. don't love I don't generally love musicals that don't involve Muppets. It's just always been a person. <laughs> um I liked Hamilton way more than I thought I would, but I generally I don't watch a ton of musicals. Uh, we I'm are a family of musicals. We love musicals. Yeah. So yeah. I'm in the music constantly, so yeah. and that's one of the things that we found that we both love together is music and musicals. So yeah. we just we're constantly watching them. Yeah. How long have you guys been married? We've been married just over three years. How's the three-year mark going? Good? Good. What would you say you fight about the most? I think our only true argument is when one of us is too silent for too long. Mm. Because no, when I'm too well, silent. Because yeah, <laughs> he's not a silent person in general. So when he's silent you just kind of feel like, oh, crap, there's something wrong. And there rarely is, but I think that's really, we don't argue. And I think that's one of the things that makes this relationship so good is that we both came from marriages that we did nothing but argue. Mm -hmm. And so finding somebody that you don't argue with, it's really nice. (laughs) I think actually most of the people I know who were married before, um, and then got divorced and then remarried, like the second one's always like, hey, we don't fight because I guess that's probably what they all did in the last one. So yeah, yeah. that's interesting. You learn how to voice what you need to voice mm. instead of holding it in, instead of letting it fester. I mean, just go ahead and get it out. Yeah. It's much easier. I also think when you're older and get married too, you just know more about yourself. You know more about how, what buttons push you, get pushed on you and what to do with others. Like. We, me and my wife got married young, and so it took, it took me, not her, me, a long time to realize, oh, this is what I'm doing wrong. I didn't get that. Like, it's, yeah, it's hard. I think getting married young is very, very tough, because I just wanted to play video games all day and have sex. That's what I thought. I was like, well, you get to have sex and play video games all day, right? But you do when you're married, right? Yeah, and I found out that's, that's not, that wasn't true. Um, I could play as many video games as I want. <laughs> I would win the video game fight at this yeah. point. Our kids are old enough now where if I'm playing video games, that means Kim doesn't have to watch any of us, <laughs> which is better. It is cool that video games became uh, acceptable, uh, you know, quality time with the kids. Like, oh, well, I'm just, you know, <laughs> hanging out with the kids, playing video games but i don't like their games their games are all stupid have you guys <laughs> you guys been pretty socially distant during this like have you guys stayed sort of in your family unit or have you been out and about or uh be, working from home i'm usually very socially distant anyway just 
by default. So now the only time we go out is when we go grocery shopping. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Luna, we took Luna down um, to my mom's house, which she normally summers down there. Um, and so that was the only time we really ventured out other than our weekly shopping. Yeah. So, but um, yeah. Is that okay? Or are you like, oh, okay, I'm tired of this? Uh, I think, I'm okay. I think it, we're okay. We're pretty, pretty much homebodies anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The occasional, you know, chance to get out and go bowling with friends or whatever. It's really nice, but I think for the most part, because we're such homebodies, it, we've been okay. And we have a house that we're working on now. I think yeah. had we still been in our tiny little apartment, we would have gone crazy by now. Mm-hmm. But uh, how, what are you redoing the whole house? Like a lot or yeah step by step we want to we finished our kitchen for the most part uh we have our big entrance way that we want to do we want to redo floors everywhere um since in the backyard eventually we will redo our bathroom we're not quite sure what we're going to do with that yet so we're just kind of working our way through well if the world ever changes uh there's a whole lot of people that like to do work at our church yeah. so it's kind of fun we just a lot of people just be like hey i'm scheduling a work day bring your tools and uh you can get stuff done especially right. if it's like i don't know if i trust like any like nice work like if floors. it's more yeah floors <laughs> things like that finishing drywall maybe not but anything demolished or planting or digging or just grunt work uh, i think you can get a lot out I mean, of it i think there's been like five or six decks that we built yeah done stuff nice. like that. awesome just promise beer and that, and then man, this, this crowd shows up. Hey, right, so I, don't, we can do that. I don't have money, so I can barbecue for the body. And <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what you gotta do, dude. So, I'm in for that, man. I like to build things, anyways. It's fun. Yeah. Um, or digging holes for the fence. Mm-hmm. I ran out of I ran out of home improvement projects that I can do over quarantine. Um, there are still more that need to be done, but they're going to need to be done by professionals. I shouldn't just be like, Hey, let's see what the hell I can do with this one. I got a couple of those and they turned out really well, but the one, these, these would be ones that I would botch and it would be a disaster. Yeah. And I would stare at it forever. Um, who is, uh, are you into the books more than the movies with Harry Potter or? Both? Uh, I, I like them both. I actually just recently re, I didn't reread, but I re-listened to the books mm. uh, and it's amazing how much you forget they left out of the movie until you yeah. reread them um but yeah while i'm working i just have it on so i have s- something going on um but i love the movies and yeah. i i love the books don't get me wrong but i love the movies and with yeah. the movies i will just put them on loop uh my wife really in the books resonated with the character mrs weasley and yeah. she just was upset. She's like, the movies didn't do that character any justice. They really um, did. Which she understands you can't get them all right. But she's like, they made her cold. They like, she represented something in the, in that house, the Weasley's mm-hmm. house represented something in that book. Uh, and she's like, the movies just didn't capture that. But uh, for the most part, I, yeah, I like the movies. I, I do the same thing with Lord of the Rings where I'll read it and be like, oh, cause I've seen the movies so many times that I just forget that there's actually other things going on. Um, yeah. Which one's the one that was really bad though, the, as far as the book to movie, um, the Order of the Phoenix. Order of like, the Phoenix, really, yes. They, they should have made that two movies. I agree. Um, and really got that story right. But yeah, I like, uh, I like the Potterverse a lot. Yes. 
What house would you be in? I'm Ravenclaw. Oh. He's Hufflepuff. Our daughter's Slytherin. I, I go back and forth to what I, I think. I mug that I'm freaking out of right now because <laughs> I'm I had, Do you agree that why do they even have the house Slytherin that they should have just, like, obviously all the worst people come from this. This is where all the Death Eaters and bad people right. go. Like, don't we just get rid of it now? Like, Wouldn't that make sense? But hey, they still have to learn. learn and... If you're Slytherin, you don't get admitted to the school. <laughs> <laughs> well, not all Slytherins are bad, though. All bad wizards that. come from Slytherin, but not all Slytherins are bad. Right, right. That's true. Um, but you don't really meet any good ones, do we? I guess Snape, was he, would he have been a quasi Snape turned one? into the savior. Yeah. Uh, I don't buy the, like, this is a place where Harry Potter fans hate me. The redemption of Snape makes no, like, this man was, this man was wicked to children over a childhood crush. And he was, <laughs> never, he was never the good guy to the childhood crush either. Like, I never liked bullies in high school, and he was a bully in high school. Um, yeah. And he was bullied, wasn't he? he yeah. Well, he By was James bullied Potter. and then yeah. became the bully. As an adult, you're not supposed yeah. to go that way. You're supposed to get better as you get older. Right. Especially <laughs> this, like, you know, like, I, it's, I, did, I do the same thing with Boba Fett in Star Wars. I know he's popular with the fan base, so I just make fun of the character because I can't figure out why he's popular with the fan base. I just like that Boba Fett is wearing jeans. In <laughs> 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 the original movies, there's just jeans and some stuff. Well, yeah, they had jeans then. That was cool. Um, I'm more of a Star Wars guy than a Harry Potter guy. but uh, and I'm more of a Lord of the Rings guy. He's more Lord of the Rings. I love the Star Wars universe. Uh, but no, the Harry Potter, um, he did a book club for a while with all the kids. And it was really, I liked, it was fun listening to them dig into to a lot of it. We read all seven books over the course of two years with a group of like 13 to 14 kids. Oh, that's and amazing. It started off with my young, my oldest wasn't reading. He could, he just didn't like to. And I said, well, if you'll read like three Potch, Potter, excuse me, three chapters of Harry Potter a week, once a week, I'll take you to a coffee shop. We'll buy a soda. We'll have a little book club. And I came back, and my, uh, my five-year-old at the time was like, well, I want to do it. I was like, well, you can't read these books. And before the next week, he had read the entire Harry Potter, the entire first book. Wow. He's a pretty good That's reader. That's amazing. And then they're like, hey, can we invite Foster, uh, Justin's middle kid, who's a pretty good friend of my kids. I was like, yeah. And before I knew it, like, I was babysitting for like 12 kids. See ya. Once a week, people would drop off. Like, <laughs> the amount of kids like, oh, I didn't read the book. I was like, what <laughs> You gotta go. I'm not babysitting. What are you here for? That's that's where my love of Harry Potter started because I was a kid. I hated reading. I could, but I just I really didn't like it. And my great aunt actually gave me the first two books, and I, I was completely enthralled, and I couldn't get out of them. And mm -hmm. I would read, you know, into the night, and yeah. my parents would have to take my book away from me. Yeah. And it was that's where it started i tried doing it with narnia but the kids just ruined narnia for me every time like have you read narnia uh, -uh. uh anyways but they they kept calling one character a rapist and i was like he's <laughs> sort of like that i didn't think that until you said it and now i can't not think of mr tumnus being a child rapist so they're like well that's he's a pedophile awful. i was like no, he's not. No, I would have smacked those kids down for being stupid. <laughs> I was like, no, he's not. And they're like, yeah, he did this, he did this. He lured them in, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, he kind of is. And you ruined it. Nope. Stupid, uh, stupid oh, kid. <laughs> Ask stupid questions, get stupid answers. <laughs> <laughs> um, one, one more question. So what, uh, so 
you guys have been coming to Legend. Um, what do you like about it? I like the open-mindedness. You're not thrusting down our throats one viewpoint. Mm. Um, and, and honestly, being Facebook friends with both of you has opened me up to seeing that you guys are, are um, generally good people. And well, we have the same viewpoints, I will say. <laughs> Hold on, so you're um, just being him because he posts all the time and I like never yeah. do. <laughs> it's really rare if I uh, post something. Although you end up getting likes from me because, so I did this thing years ago where I unfollowed everyone. Like I, I'm still friends there, but I unfollowed 100%. So that way when I got on it, I, didn't, I just wasn't getting on it as much. So when I got on it, I just see groups I'm with. But anyone who's been added new, I don't go and unfollow. So I end up seeing that so i'll see your posts a lot so i'm like oh i like it um but so if you think oh he's always liking everything it's because i i see yours and i don't see most other people so i it's it's funny you mentioned that like when it happens to me every time somebody new to legend facebook friend, friend request me is like man i'd much rather get to know you first before like you see me go crazy online on stuff like i just yeah. at least for you at least to like to have the context of who I am before I get judged. And I'm going to like, and most of the time the judgment's right. So I'm always really nervous about new people figuring it out. And then, but it goes back to like, I can only, I can only think the things that I think. And if hopefully I'm not a problem and where I'm a problem, I'll apologize for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, I think it, because my whole life, you know, you've been the, a pastor and that's just, they're highly regarded and not saying you're not, but you're, they're not. not brought down to the human level. Right, right, right. And so being able to see that side, I, it's opened up, opened you guys up to as a human level to me, not just as, you know, the pastor on the pulpit on Sundays. Yeah, we spend a good deal of time trying to deconstruct uh, that role, too. And, yeah. Uh, um, do you like the, I've been asking this lately, um, the Jason-Justin difference every other week? Yeah. I like yeah. Who do you like better? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we know the well, answer is me. For, uh, for me, having been a minister before and understanding what's going on and being able to talk about it, I like the church because, as she said, it's open-minded. But at the same time, it's not one of those things where it's it's a complete shutdown or, you know, I you didn't make it to church this Sunday, so you must be out there doing something wrong. Mm. You know, the blame and pointing finger game. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I, I enjoy the fact that, you know, this is such an open community of people. Mm. Man, if we did that, nobody could come to church on Sunday. Like, our, ch yeah. our, our church is a little wild. <laughs> <laughs> we went, we took our boat out this Sunday and went to Caesars Creek Lake and took the kids boating. And, like, there was, like, various stages of people at various stages of drunkenness. And, like, I'm on the boat with these kids the whole time. I was like, I'm going to be sober the whole time. And I walked up onto the beach. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I'm going back on the boat. Y'all are pretty rowdy today. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you guys should come to that when uh, yeah. he um, they've been they did it twice this week where they or this month summer where they're like, hey, if you want to come, just uh, and so we we've, we've been going. It's really a quick drive, and just sit on the beach and drink. That's it's, all we, we just set up on the do. like. There's a spot on at the state park where you can pull your boat right up to the beach. So like. We, we share a boat with a friend, a longtime friend. And so we pull the boat up. I throw five kids off, pick up five kids, go back out and do tubing and playing and swimming and then like just swap kids out every 
45 minutes or so and um where all the other adults just yeah. sit on the beach essentially I, ba I babysit everybody's kids for five or, <laughs> there you go. Five or six hours <laughs> where are the kids yeah probably jason J jason's probably got them. <laughs> probably got them. imagine a world where somebody says jason's probably got the kids and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> although this past weekend this past weekend was nuts it was like it was like Myrtle Beach. Like there was so many people on this beach, and there were these gigantic, like people were pulling their cars down to the beach. It was crazy, and like having like gigantic. And it was really fun and festive. Um, at any other time, like if it had been the Ash, I'm like, oh, this is great. Um, there should be a COVID outbreak somewhere in Warren County in the next two weeks. Like there's somebody <laughs> had to have to this week. <laughs> um, I had one more question, uh, and I don't remember what it was now. It was about church. But I forgot. Uh, oh wow! Um, so you guys are enjoying it so far. Oh, is it what's some, something you don't like? That's what I was gonna ask. I like to, in which no one really ever answers honestly because they don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But is there something like, oh man, I wish it had this or did this or? Because um, uh, I will say this is not something I don't like. This is something I mean, like you say, have or whatever. I'm just glad uh, you're seeing something. It, it would be great if you did like a once a month luncheon at the church or something like that. Uh, I know they go go out, but I mean yeah. a lot of times. I mean I may have to go whatever. No, that's. Uh, but like at like I mean I think this is just more selfish, so I can actually have a place to cook. Yeah, <laughs> But I mean no, just good. everybody gets together at the church or whatever and cooks and gets to know one another. I mean yeah, I know I need to probably start going out with y'all more. Yeah, but. We did it last summer. We just did it at the park so we didn't have to pay rent on the building. Yeah. Um, and it kind of worked, but a lot of people like would stop to go get lunch and be like, never mind, it's 95 <laughs> degrees. I'm not coming over to that park and yeah. then just going home. No, it's yeah. been suggested a lot. Like, instead of going out, like, what if once – I think once a month is exactly what was suggested. Like, oh, well, once a month we just rented the building a couple hours later and just had, had dinner there. We do it for Easter is a, we'll do a big breakfast. And mm -hmm. actually we start – we everyone's together and then we kind of go upstairs and that's fine but yeah that it's actually a good idea we should do that because i think it does um we've had a couple of new people say oh on the zoom calls we actually feel like we're getting to know people more because we would just come and leave but at least the zoom call i'm sort of you see faces you see names you uh yeah. in that awkward breakout room for three minutes where you have to talk to someone <laughs> and, uh but yeah, that's a, that's really good because I and I think food. My wife also thinks food is the best way to get to know people. And for her, yeah. she would say that's her only ministry. It's not true, but she would say that's that's the only way that she can really by feeding people. That's how she feels like she can be what God wants her to be. But maybe you have that too, and I will eat the food, and you can serve me all the food because I'm okay with it. Feeding people's food, so. Um, no, that's cool, man. Uh, we, I, I like that you're a cook too, because we should, um, uh, just, just for you, man, do that because, uh, lots of people, like <laughs> we, we like good. to empower people in their ministry and yes. service. And if yours happens to be cooking so much, the better. Yeah. Don't ever tell us you're good at something like <laughs> stagecraft because now we're going to take advantage of it. Uh, we actually have looked for a long time of what to do with that stage. Um, and our old building, which was a disaster. Uh, we met in a jazzercise room that was mirror, mirror to mirror, or a wall to wall mirrors. And um, we had to like cover the mirrors up or else people were staring at themselves. And it was just a lot of work. <laughs> we did, and that one we probably took the most liberty. One time we did a series on the tabernacle and we built 
the tabernacle every Sunday with the tents and stuff and for people to sit in. Uh, that was a lot. Um, we did this Nightmare Before Christmas series. And it seems like the series that people remember are the ones where we do a lot of decorating. Otherwise, they don't remember. Uh, it's never about what we say. Never. <laughs> um, uh, but we did a Nightmare Before Christmas one where we like, I built this huge set uh, that looked like images from it. We hung snowflakes and it That's was a lot. Awesome. It, was it was a lot, lot of work. work. Yeah. Um, but people remember that one uh, because yeah. of all that. But yeah. yeah. So we'll take advantage of that, man. That's awesome. That's, That's very do. cool. Um, I think that's it, but thank you so much for being on the podcast yeah, and talking. Um, I think your episode will probably air in a couple weeks. We filmed three last week, which we've never done before, and we're doing two this week, so we can have some, because he's going to go away for a couple weeks, and we won't have it, but uh, anyways, then people will get to know you, and they'll be like, hey, I listened well, to your podcast. We know your podcast. <laughs> right. Uh, if you've met, you met Elsie at church, which I doubt you have, She's an older, older woman, 85, 86, thick German accent. Kind of mean. Kind of mean sometimes. But she uh, <laughs> he did a podcast with us that was really thoughtful. Like, it was really engaging to listen to her story as a German. She survived World War II and lived in, like, her what her father was uh, in, in a prison camp and those kind of things. Um, but it is, like, the most sacred thing in her life. And so we burned a copy of the CD, and I think she listens to it once a day. Well, her children, like, had never even heard those stories. They were like, I, Mom doesn't talk about those. So she, it was bad because she was, like, hated her whole life. Like, uh, when she married a GI, so all of her German family hated her for marrying the enemy. And then she came over to Tennessee in the 70s where they all called her a Nazi, and so they all hated her. And so she's kind of like, and, and when she first started coming to church, she was real cold. And she would come back every week, though. And eventually, I think we just kind of broke that away. Toward, and she still got it, the edge. But she's like, I don't know why you young people like me. And I'm like, well, it's real hard for a while. But, um, yeah, so I feel like she's had a whole life of everyone hating her. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she loved she, her being on the pie. Like she asked people all the time, was like, "Well, did you hear my interview with Jason and Justin?" And I was like, "Elsie, Jason, Justin, or anybody? No, nobody cares about it." <laughs> and then do that. So, anyways, hey, thanks a lot, guys. It was yeah. good to get to know you a little no bit problem. too. Be safe. Hope we'll um, see you guys soon. Yeah, we'll see you guys yeah, soon. Definitely. We need some food. All right. Awesome. Sounds Have good. Day, guys. Bye, guys. All right. Bye, bye guys. You motherfuckers need Jesus.